chapter 2, Acts chapter 2 and verse 40. Acts chapter 2 and verse 40. Of course, this is the uh, this is the this is the the birth of the New Testament church in Acts chapter 2. The spirit of God is poured out there in Jerusalem. And there is a mighty, mighty uh, uh, move so powerful that uh, the church is born and Peter stands up and preaches. And, and uh, let's read here in, in verse 40, now down through the end of the chapter, just seven verses. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. The word there just means perverse, backward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul. Many wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Amen. I have a strong conviction about the church and the value and the importance of the church. Did you know that every week in America, every week in America, there is a, a, a churches that are shutting their doors. Actually, about, about 3,000 churches a year, I, I know it's hard for us to imagine this, but about 3,000 churches a year close their doors in America. That's a lot. That's a lot. All of these people then are, uh, many of them, walking away from the church, walking away from the things of God uh, every, every day. I have a deep conviction about the importance of the church and how that God wants to use the church in these uh, last days. And uh, I think it's important for us to look to the word of God and look to this example here, this pattern that was given to us uh, concerning that early church. Uh, and so uh, I also have a conviction that if you are saved, born again, that you're going to have a desire to be in God's house. You're going to want to be there in the house of the Lord. If, it, in, if at all possible, you're going to desire to be in the house of the Lord. Just like little babies that do not have to be taught how to nurse. They have this natural instinct that God put in them with the desire 
for the things of God and the word of God. First Peter 2 and 2 is newborn babes desire the sincere or the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. It's just a babies don't have to be taught. If they're healthy, they are going to have a hunger for the things of God. Amen. And so if someone begins to absent themselves from service after service after service, then I get concerned. I get really concerned because I, I'm concerned that, that they're losing their interest and their hunger and their appetite for spiritual things. We ought to be concerned. I read about a pastor, and I think it was out in Oklahoma. Uh, this was a pastor that was trying to revive a church that was dwindling, and, and uh, he did everything in his, that he could think of. He prayed and worked and tried to get the church back on its feet, and uh, uh, he just could not. And, uh, and so he got up and announced, and he even announced it to, to the community. The church is dead, this church is dead, and so we're going to have a funeral for it this Sunday. We're going to have a funeral for the church. And so uh, the word got out in the community, and the church was packed that Sunday for the funeral of the church. <laughs> uh, I read this, so it's got to be true. The church was full of people. And, uh, and so the pastor gets up. I mean, he has a casket and flowers, and uh, it's a funeral for the church. And he, he does the eulogy and tells about the history of the church, and now, now the church is dead. And, uh, and then the last thing that he does is he invited all the people to march in front of the casket. And he said, march in front of the casket and and look in the casket and you'll see the reason why that the church has died. So people start marching around and when they get around to the casket, he's positioned a mirror inside of the casket. So when they get to the casket, they look in and they see the reason why the church has died themselves. <laughs> now I hope that's a true story. It may, may or may not be. I read it as a and uh, someone told it as a true story, but it has a good message, whether it's true or not, because we know that the church is valuable, it's important, and uh, it's necessary that the church thrive, grow, move forward. Amen. And uh, I think that one of the, one of the things that helps us to, to uh, understand uh, the importance of the church is when we, we realize the nature of the church is it is not something that we observe or we, we, we're not a spectator, but in the church we are to be participants and involved in what's going on in the church. Every person is valuable. Everyone can be actively involved. Everyone can develop their gifts and be used of the Lord for his glory in the church and take the responsibility for the church and recognize that the church is what it is because of me and because of you. Amen. Praise God. You ever thought about it this way? What would the church be like if everyone did what you do? 
What if they, if everybody worships like you worship, if everybody gives like you give, if everybody serves and ministers like you do, then how, what kind of a church would we have if everyone was like me or if everyone was like you and we served in the church uh, that way? Well, um, I don't know. I do know that all of us have a, 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 an important role to play in the work and the ministry of the church and the church can't survive individually. It takes all of us collectively pulling together. And there's a word in this text that I read to you there in verse 42 where it says, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. The word fellowship there comes from a Greek word, konoia, and that word, it means participation or uh, involvement. It means partnership. It means that we all bear responsibility. Each of us have a responsibility. I've heard people say it this way. Well, what are they going to do down there at church? I mean, somebody's gone to church for years and years, and they'll say, what are they going to do down there? What's going to happen? And uh, as if they are just standing back and watching it happen, instead of saying, what are we going to do? How are we going to accomplish this? How are we going to work together to develop what God wants to accomplish in the body of Christ? You know, that phrase, one another, one another, is found more than 60 times in the New Testament. One another. Reminding us that it is not about what one, but it's about all of us working together and fellowship is not just not just what we do around a meal but fellowship has to do with our partnership our working together our working and uh, uh, working and participating together to build the kingdom of God so this church is the first uh, New Testament church so it gives to us a, an important, pattern for how that the church should be. The church should be a place where people can thrive and grow and develop in the things of God and uh, in the areas where you're strong then I, I may be weak in that area or vice versa and we build one another up and we strengthen one another. As I said that phrase one another is more than 60 times in the New Testament. Romans 13 and 8. I'll just give you a few of these. Uh, Owe no man anything but to love one another. Uh, in Romans 14, we're, t we're told to edify one another. In Romans 15, to admonish one another. In Ephesians, to forbear one another. And to be kind to one another. And to submit to one another. In Thessalonians, to comfort one another. You can see the pattern, and it's all through the scripture. God never intended for the ministry of the church uh, to be any one isolated individual, but instead, all of us working together, pulling together, 
participating and, and uh, allowing God to use us collectively as a body. Amen. That's the call of God for the church. One another. Amen. So we are to, we're to grow in fellowship. That word, partnership or participation and it's not I go to church, it is I am the church. I am a part of the body. And we work together, pray together, pull together to accomplish what the Lord wants to accomplish through us. Amen. See, we live in a world right now that's very hostile toward the things of God. And uh, in, the, in, the, in the book of Acts, uh, things they continually, as the one chapter after another, things get heated up until it's persecution and before long, martyrdom by chapter 8 in the book of Acts. Things, because that's just the nature of the world and the nature of our world and our culture today is they're not very tolerant of the things of God. And uh, it's an uncomfortable thing, the way that the world is uh, around us and we need one another we can't survive on our own we need to pull together and work together and believe that God can work through the ministry of, of the church so what happened in the book of Acts is that when they when the pressure was on they, they were scattered but then they would in different pockets at different places they would get back together they would pull back together because they needed one another. And so do we. We do. We need one another. And we need the strength that comes from the body of Christ. Amen. You find yourself in trouble. You find yourself sick going through some circumstance or some trouble in your life. You need help. And you need the people of God to surround you and help you and uh, uh, trust, trusting the Lord to, to bring you through it. Amen. You'll notice here in this, in this text that uh, there are a couple of ways that this fellowship, uh, this one another spirit was, was uh, promoted. Verse 46, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. So there was this, in the temple, there was this larger gathering, this corporate gathering uh, that they had in the temple. And then they would gather in smaller settings, in house to house. And uh, in the, the larger gathering, that's when the apostles would preach and teach the word of the Lord to the, to the larger group. But then uh, when they would go house to house, this is when they communed with one another. And they fellowshiped with one another. So you'll see the New Testament pattern. Sure, we need the, uh, the corporate gathering, but then we also need the closer, one-on-one -on -one fellowship of one another. Amen. Yes, we do. We do. One of the reasons why that I wanted to promote a uh, once-a-quarter fellowship here at the church uh, which will be a week from Sunday night. It's not because we need another meal. A lot of us could do without an extra meal. That's not, that's not the issue at all. The issue is that when we are gathered in together and we 
gather around a table and uh, we are, it, it's a different dynamic. It's a different fellowship that we are able then to be a blessing and a comfort and an encouragement to, to one another on a personal basis. Amen. So it's, we need the larger gathering when we have corporate worship and, and the ministry of the word of God. And we also need the time when we are in a, we're in a smaller situation, maybe gathered around a table where you can minister to someone and encourage someone and edify someone uh, on a smaller, in a smaller situation. Amen. You know, we, we live in a world right now that is really, they call it social media, but it ought to be called anti-social media. Because basically what it does is that people, they turn away from the connections with people and it's just this little device. They're connected with that device and it's that you're in your own little secret private world instead of fellowshipping together with one another. And that's, that's I, I really see it doing a lot of damage uh, to the body of Christ because, you know, we during the COVID season, everyone was kind of pushed toward watching the live stream, and I'm certainly grateful that it's available, but uh, um, you can exchange the one-on-one -on -one fellowshipping of, uh, in the presence of the Lord uh, with the people of God in person, you can't substitute that for what is going to happen on a screen. You just cannot. I understand that there are situations and people, no doubt, that are watching even tonight, and you would like to be here. You wish you could be here, but for, for health reasons or various circumstances, you can't. You can't be here. But if you can get here, you need to be here, and other people need you to be here. Amen. So that we can strengthen one another. They continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. So there was the larger gathering and then there was a smaller, more intimate uh, time that they had uh, together. And we need that in the body of Christ. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. I know some people prefer their little, their little private world that they uh, live in and... Uh, you know, I understand that, uh, but we need one another. And it's not what you need always, but it's what others may need that you can offer to them as you speak to them a word of hope and encouragement and give to them some counsel or that they might be strengthened and edified from the, from the people of God. Amen. I made a list of probably a dozen people that... Uh, haven't, I haven't seen or they were sick for various reasons that had been in the last few services. And I called, up, I called a lot of people this week. And uh, here's what uh, I always uh, experience. People, they really want to talk. As a matter of fact, I, some people, I can't hardly get off the phone with them. Because some of them are alone, some of them haven't been able to be in church and uh, they need that interaction. They need someone to show a little interest and concern uh, for them. And, uh, uh, and so I had some long phone conversations this week with people that need fellowship. They need help. 
They need the strength that comes from the body of Christ. And even though they're not able uh, to be here in person, they still need to know somebody is interested in them. Amen. So look for ways for that, that uh, you can be used of the Lord to encourage your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. Look for some opportunities. And it, it's going to require that you kind of break out of your, your uh, personal shell and just reach out to people in their need. Look for some ways that you can encourage them and help them and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. Amen. Through encouragement, through edification, through partnership, through cooperatively working together. There's a lot of things in the body of Christ and in the ministry of the church that we could do so much better and so have so much more that we could accomplish if we just put our heads together and we'd work together. We talk it over and work together in a, in a partnership. And uh, I've got ideas, but my ideas are limited. I need you and you need me and we can work together and we can see the work of the body of Christ increase. Amen. Certainly we are members. The Bible says we are members in particular. We're all individuals with our own different set of uh, goals and, uh, and even gifts and but what we need is the, the bringing us all together to accomplish what we could never accomplish on our own. One another. One another. Amen. And if you see brothers and sisters in Christ that are sick and, or they, they're going through some trying situation and not able to be in church, go by and check on them. Go by and see them. Give them a call. Uh, make a contact with people who in their in their need and let the let uh, them know that the Lord uh, it can work in their life and use them as well when we pull together amen i believe that we can thrive when there is fellowship but we can't survive on our own god did not create us to to we were not designed as the body of christ we are a body, we are a family, we need one another, and we need to pull together. Amen. Pray together, pull together, and believe God to advance uh, the kingdom of God through uh, a one another attitude. Amen. How we need one another. So let the Lord use you. Just think about those that that you could be an encouragement to, that you could bless them, you could minister to them, you could serve them in some way to, uh, to lift them up out of uh, their need that they are in. That's what was going on in the New Testament church, that they literally, they came together and they fellowshiped, they broke bread, they they ministered to one another. They cared about one another, and the church grew. You see the growth in the New Testament, and it was like explosive growth. There was just so many people that were affected because of the church being a place where they could find help and encouragement. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. My, I really believe that the, 
the church, when I talk about the church, I'm talking about First Pentecostal Church has tremendous untapped potential right here. A lot of untapped potential that we have and we need to pray together and pull together and work together and believe God to advance his kingdom as we work together. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for the church. Thank you for the ministry of the body of Christ. And Lord, I know that you have given to us such opportunities, Lord, to minister and to reach out to people. And Lord, there are so many, Lord, that are within our reach. But Lord, we, we, just, we need to pull together. We need to work together to accomplish your purpose, Lord, in these last days. Even though there's a lot of pressure and a lot of trouble in our world that we're in right now, people need to know that there is a safe haven in the house of the Lord among the people of God where they can receive the help that they are in need of. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's stand together. Amen.